0: Hi, everyone. We're back and live for Arden's Chats. This is a segment that I do every week to really introduce you all to people I know, people I believe that are offering really great value to Mm -hmm. business owners in particular, but also to just people, because we're all operating in a wild, wild world. And that's what Definita is about, defining you in a cluttered marketplace. And right now the world feels cluttered, especially I feel like in the States, like stuff is just nuts. I'm going to Europe in a couple months and I'm just like, maybe life will be different over there. And guys, I might not come back. I, I want to go with you. You can come. You can come. Okay. So this is Lisa. Lisa Hi, Allen. I've known Lisa a very long time and I love our ebbs and flows of our relationship, like nothing negative, just like as with women, we am busy women, Mm -hmm. you ebb and flow into each other's lives. And I think it's beautiful because our relationship is rooted in Christ. And I think that's so cool that when you're rooted in Christ, man and woman, you get to do what everything you get to do life together in a different way. So Lisa,
1: Hey everybody. I'm so good. You know that. That also makes me think. Arden is. It's important when you sense a relationship, you just can't get to it. it it's life and it's normal. But we always stay positive and open because that way you can always go back to it. Yeah. That's why you we do. never. You know what I mean. That's why it's so easy to go back because we have good a mm-hmm. uh, good foundation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So Lisa, sure. who are you?
1: I am Lisa Allen. I am LJ Allen coaching your confidence coach. And I've been coaching for over a decade, but I like to really help women identify areas that they can grow in confidence. So the first thing I want to tell you, Arden, because I think uh, we make presumptions as soon as we see somebody. So first of all, we didn't plan to both wear pink today, but I love it. I love that we match. Um, I am not confident all the time. I think people people see us um, doing our thing, whether it's teaching Pilates, coaching, speaking—all that stuff that I do—and um, they make an assumption that I'm always confident, and I'm not. I'm not, um, and it ebbs and flows, and that's why I'm so passionate about being authentic and helping other women identify. You know, in coaching, we have basically seven areas of confidence. They, okay. and, and this is life coaching. This is anything, right? This is anything. Right. They are um, spiritual. Okay. They're relational, um, financial, your career. Um, let's see, that's number four, uh, physical, mental health. You know, that's kind of combined. Uh, lifestyle and balance. This deals with how cluttered is your mind? How cluttered is your phone? How cluttered is your calendar? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, leisure, hobbies and leisure. You know, and so you can be really, really confident in one area financially. Right. Mm-hmm. And but yet your relationships, you're you're never seeing your friends or you have a desire to date more or whatever it is. And yeah. um, and so I think awareness is a big thing. Yeah. Um,
0: I love that. So I'm just going to. I told her before, we've got our list of things we're going to talk about, but I'm going to set it up with some. One of the things I'm challenging myself to do, which is why I'm doing Arden's chats, is to be more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. forward facing, not in a woe is me or oh my God, everyone pay attention to me, but in a, as I'm growing as a speaker and as I'm growing as a presenter, I think the beauty of who I am created to be, who I'm created to be in God is I look a certain way yeah. everywhere I go. And mm-hmm. everyone absolutely positively believes that she's got it going on all the time, which leads to very few people reaching out to me and ever saying, Hey girl, are you okay? Hey, can we mm-hmm. hang out? And Agreed. that is a sticky point for me. That is a vulnerability point of me that people don't reach out to me. I have to reach out to them. I constantly have to pursue relationships and it gets exhausting. Yeah. So I'm really trying to go, listen, we're bringing people together and building community again together because I'm tired. I'm tired yeah. of consistently having to do the work and not having it done in return. Yeah. And that is where I'm in right now. And that's yeah. also where Thanks, I'm Howard. I'm lacking confidence is where mm-hmm. I just told you, I was like, we got to get into this because yeah. confidence looks different for everyone. And just because it is my job to portray confidence. I am a publicist. I put people yeah. in front of the room. Ra- I put, I put everyone in the right rooms all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what does it look like for a person like me? If mm-hmm. I was coming to you because you are a coach. Yes. Yep. You were like, do you want to do some coaching? And I was like, yeah, um, let's do some to show people how to work with you. And just so you know, our dear friend, Jen, um, Gibson is watching in the sidelines. She doesn't want me to put her on. So I'm not going to put her on. But she's so cute. Hi,
1: Jen. Hi Jen. I can't,
0: we can't hear you. You'll have to text me, Jen. Cause we can't hear you. Cause you're in the, it, I you're love in, it. she's so cute. Y'all like it. when I tell you a woman who's killing it, that's her. She's hey, still talking. Abs. I can't.
1: Absolutely.
0: Hear um, so, OK, what
1: would you so say? Here's a what, like me? First thing, I have two comments about that. First of mm-hmm. all, I love that you had said like you you dress to show up the way you want to. And, you know, one of the things that I feel a confident woman is, is she's comfortable in her own skin. And so what that means is your design, your wiring, your personality. That's one of my biggest passions. I am certified in, you know, Enneagram, finders, DISC, all mm-hmm. of it, values. And it's because we have to be, feel comfortable with what's in us and what's been left out of us. Mm. because what's left out of us is what creates needs in relationships and self-awareness. So, um, but also if you need to dye your hair, dye your hair for confidence. If you feel good, like I always say, if I am well spackled and have a good pair of shoes, I can, I can rock the whole world. You know, maybe it's Botox, maybe it's fitness. You need your workout, you know, all. So here's a couple of things I've asked friends, you know, here's some things that they've said makes them feel confident dancing in the mirror. Um, dressing in clothes that are my style. Yeah. Oh, I love this one. Unconditional love from my dogs. Oh, love this. Um, getting compliments on things that I've done. Um, I, this is random high-waisted pants and a pair of heels. <laughs> if that's yeah. what you need, girl, rock the high-waisted pants. Um, getting cute for myself. Yeah. Love, um, being creative. So my challenge would be for, all uh, for you, Arden and everybody that's listening, what makes you feel confident? Right. You know, a lot just like I would say, I want to be, you know, scrubbed up and spackled, somebody else says, I want to be natural. I don't right. want to feel weighed down by, by makeup and lash extensions. Do you, boo? You know, that's yeah. that's what confidence is. The second thing that I said I heard you say, um, Arden, is mm-hmm. um, because you come off as a confident woman. You didn't say this, but I'm, uh, I perceive that it might feel like people don't think you need anything. Right. And con- if that's true, then you f- you're not being checked on. And so I would say for your important relationships from a coaching perspective, mm-hmm. I would try to design for you to have a direct conversation and say to Susie, maybe your best friend, not really Susie, whoever she is, and say, look, I need you checking on me.
2: Mm -hmm. right
1: now I'm feeling I'm going to be vulnerable with you and I'm going to tell you that this is something in this season of life that I need yeah and so I would challenge you to find two or three really good friends who do love you who Mm -hmm. know you're not being high maintenance you're actually being um, courageous because you're expressing a need
0: yes I love that so that's what Lisa does guys and we're going to talk about all the different things and here's our friend that we love and I mentioned her earlier
2: talk about Jen. How are you? I have no idea who's all on this. So I'm sitting here and speaking of Lisa talking about what you look like. I'm sitting here at my desk where no one normally sees me and I've got a headband in, I've got workout clothes on. So um, I'm not letting my best. I hope there's not a lot of people that can see this right now.
1: Jen, I, I have memories of you and I having coffee and you always came in sparkling from the inside out, fresh faced right from
2: a workout and you always slayed it. So, Oh, gorgeous. well, that's very sweet of you. When she said you could join because I wanted to be able to see you, Lisa, and talk to you. So it's I like I got to come out from outside. Yes. <laughs>
0: So, Jen, this is my new talk show, if you will. It's called Orange Chats. And what I'm doing is every week is people come in and we talk about things with business. And, okay. and Jen is the queen of business and the queen mm-hmm. of confidence. And Lisa is here today. So we're talking about confidence. And mm-hmm. I'm doing some just really wanting to hear what Lisa does. So, Lisa, tell us, give me some of your background. How did you yeah. really get into... Because confidence coaching doesn't sound like, truthfully, if I'm yeah. like a viable, listen, is that a viable career, right? Like, yeah. do you go around yeah. like, okay, I'm your confidence coach. It's like yeah. somebody who tells me, oh, I'm a publicist. And I'm like, oh, what rock stars do you represent? And I'm like,
1: yeah, different kind here. of public. So
0: many people in business. So what yeah. does a confidence coach do?
1: So first of all, confidence coaching is really mindset coaching, right? It, it mm-hmm. really, any kind of coaching is mindset coaching. And confidence also doesn't mean that you're not confident. In fact, every woman that I coach is already confident. but life happens, and we don't know what's happening next. And so mm-hmm. we get thrown curveballs all the time, and it's how to remain confident in those curveballs, in new, in quitting something, in starting something new. I love Mel Robbins is a, a popular coach I follow, and she says the definition of confidence is being willing to try. And so, you know, I, uh, Jen, you and I have lost parents and what we have done it, 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 that created confidence is putting one foot in front of the other moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what confidence is. Confidence mm-hmm. is being willing to keep moving, uh, you know, until you're told specifically in your gut to put something down. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do, Arden, every single day in your business. You mm-hmm. keep moving, you put one foot, in front of the other, and right. so that's really that's really what what mindset do I need to change mm-hmm. or adopt in order to face what life has brought to me in this season?
0: So as we talk about that, and I mean, Jen, feel free to join in because mm-hmm. you do, you work with a lot of people in business too, women and men in business. So when we talk about mindset. Mm-hmm what does that mean? Like, how do I change my mindset? Cause that's one thing I've honestly, even this morning, or like even talking when I was telling you, I feel like I'm in a losing season. And so I, everyone knows I love basketball. And so when you get on a losing streak, mm-hmm. it is very, very difficult to switch that because you consistently, especially if it's a last minute loss, right? Like mm-hmm. football, basketball, whatever it is, when you're losing at the last minute, you consistently, your brain starts to go, this is going to work out again. They're going to come back again. They're going to get it again. And I'm literally going through, okay, I need to do something different, but everything I've done in the past to switch my mindset is not working,
2: yeah. right?
0: And I think there's people, there's just, and this is the energy in the world right now. I have so many people coming to me and saying, I'm losing. I just mm-hmm. keep losing. Yeah. What's one thing that we could do with our mindset or to shift it to go, it might be a lo- you might have lost the game, yeah. but there's still more it to play.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say the first thing is we have to redefine and reinvent our definition of loss. Mm. Uh, because losing, and I'm not saying you still have to have goals, you still have to have financial goals, you still want your business to succeed. I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. But when you say I'm in a losing, you have to redefine, you know what is, what is winning? What is winning? You know, I teach randomly and Jen, you'll laugh knowing this, knowing me the way you do, but I've started teaching Pilates
2: Mm -hmm. and that's
1: a very weak area for me. I'm not a good uh, physical fitness person, but I've learned over the last seven years to really focus on my health and got strong enough and did it. And now I'm teaching it. But one of the things I like to say to my class, because sometimes I work them hard and they grunt and they groan and everything. I say, we had, we got here ourselves we have the privilege of working our bodies hard. There are so many people that would give anything. And so I think the perspective of what, where have you won, Arden? That to me, and where are you winning? Every day when you get up and you keep going, you win just because you admitted that vulnerably.
0: Yeah, That's winning,
1: you are releasing people on this video today to be vulnerable and admit loss themselves.
0: Yeah. So guys, Um, that's one thing. I love that. Like, so I'm going to reiterate that. If you didn't get that, and I look at it from another perspective, because, you know, I work with a lot of IV hydration businesses, a lot of small businesses, Mm -hmm. they're going in, they're wanting that big partnership that they're like, this one, this one would cover my month, right? Like a lot of times, small businesses starting up, you're just trying to cover that month. That would cover Mm -hmm. my month and you don't get it. I also have them, and I do this the same with me. I look at that's protection. That's protection mm-hmm. because something wasn't going to go right with you if you're living in the spirit. If you're living in a place of, I'm I'm living out every day for what I'm supposed to do in the world. Mm-hmm. That's protection because something else is coming, mm-hmm. and I like you can reframe it that way too. Like this might be, feel like a loss, but here's the win next week. Next well- week. Next
1: day. Our, I love this because, you know, we are women of faith. And so yeah. one of things I, I love is I love and I believe that if God has ended something in your life or closed a door in your life, mm-hmm. it's not because he wants to just say, ha ha, let's watch her squirm. It's mm-hmm. because something better is ahead. Something better for you. It might not be the way you define your win. Yeah, because for my life, God gets to define that, but he is always looking to do what's best for his kids. And so to me, being able to see, even if you're not a woman of faith, being able to really truly believe that mindset, mm-hmm. the growth mindset versus the limited mindset that there is something better. I believe it. The other thing that a uh, couple of really important things that that I believe that what you said First of all, a confident woman takes responsibility for what happens to her in her life. Um, And so she chooses, you cannot help what happens in your life. You can only choose your response to it. And one of my favorite coaching questions, um, I have uh, uh, two clients right now that are walking through some major loss, is what story do you want to tell about this in a year? So in other words, you can't choose what happened, but you can choose how, what how do I want my part of this story to play out? How do I want to behave? How do I want to respond? And how do I want to react? Because that's the only thing that we can really control.
0: Yeah. Jen, what do you think about all of this? You're taking well, some good notes.
2: I, I am. And I actually, I love that you shared that, Lisa, because, you know, I think sometimes sometimes. Um, I completely agree. Taking responsibility in your own life is is what you do have control over. Um, what I was thinking about when you said that was the move that I made to Nashville. And it was at a time in my life that was so dark. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, I was leaving Charlotte where I had lived for 24 years. My entire base of connections, my way to make a living, my friends, my, everything, my family was all there. Um, and then to, to lose both of my parents in such a short window to move here, which to this day I know was the right thing to do. And I don't regret it, but it was a very dark time. Mm -hmm. And I can, one of the things I was thinking about when you said that, Lisa, was, gosh, for months, I mean, Mm -hmm. months, it had to be, no joke, ladies, six to nine months of getting up in the morning and sitting on my front porch and just staring at the sky Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where my life was going. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I really had to get a grasp on because mm-hmm. I had never been at that place. Yeah. Um, you know, at that time, oh gosh, I was. If I'm fifty now. I was forty six. I moved here four years ago, May first. Wow. And so to to be forty six, and I had always thought I had it together, mm-hmm. and then to sit there and feel really lost in a lot of things. Um, Mm. Sometimes you just have to sit in it
0: Mm.
2: and and that's okay. And that is not a bad thing. And I really learned that going through my grief counseling as well. And um, when you sit in, it doesn't mean Mm. that you're giving up. Um, It's Mm -hmm. finding the way. And, um, and eventually I found that way. Um, but I think that I had a lot of moments where I was the only one responsible for getting myself out of bed. Mm -hmm. And I was the, and I was the only one that was going to be mentally responsible if it was a good or a bad day. And a lot of them were bad days. Mm
0: -hmm. And as
2: much as I tried to make them good, they couldn't be. Um, and I just had to work through a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. Um, but when I was able to come out on the other side, you really do have an appreciation for being able to kind of, kind of get through those times. Um, Mm. and I feel like for me personally, being in that also played a huge role in me being able to come back Mm. and, um and come back in the way I did um to a career that I loved and and I missed yeah um but I needed to sit in it to realize how much I missed it but I also knew when I came back it needed to be different mm. um and so I think there were a lot of things that I could I could feel it in my psyche when I was starting to come out of it and I could mm. see the way I um I just started to act. I could see it in my posture when I walked. Yeah, um, you know, it was all different yeah. things, and so um, it took a little bit of time. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that is, and you know, with my stepkids, I have four stepkids that are all grown here in Nashville, and and that's one of the things that I really try to 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 talk to them a lot about as well because we live in a time now where I think especially this younger generation thinks things are going to just be handed to them. Mm -hmm. They're going to automatically get six figure jobs when they're 21 or 22 (laughs) years old. That's crazy to me, but a lot of people think like that. And, um, Mm. but at the Mm. end of the day, you are, Mm. you're the only one that can make it happen day in and day out. And it's in your personal life and in your professional life, in your, um, in your, if you have a faith in your walk with your faith um, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it all falls squarely on you.
1: I love Jen. So first of I'm sorry, Arden, go ahead.
0: No, I was getting ready to say, and I do think Jen and I are very similar and that we, I'm still single, but we're single for a very long time Mm -hmm. in our life. So our parents are our source, right? Right. And Lisa has a very, very, her dad lived for a very long time and like had very close relationships. And, you know, I talked to some Lisa a little bit about like grieving my dog, like, yeah, He was a freaking family member that I didn't realize how much of a family member he was. And like having that confidence, because you're not, here's the thing about it. Like people watching this later too, you're not given permission to grieve. Like we think we're given permission to grieve. Right. Right. People want you. I remember my mom talking about her dad's death Mm -hmm. that she grieved him every day for nine months. And the only reason she stopped was because my dad's dad died and she had mm-hmm. to then take care of him like yeah. we're not told to that we're allowed to sit in our grief as much as we want to yeah. and like losing a dog is like oh my god it's just a dog you can get another one you're like mm-hmm. no like, he was this person for me right and like you're yeah. pa- like i think that's such a and we're in a very grieving And I'd like to lean into that a little bit more, just thinking about like where we are as a nation that I can't even watch what happened in Nashville. Mm. One Mm. of the girls has the same name as my niece Mm. and I'm like bawling and you can't, there's no safe space to go because everyone's like, God, everyone has an opinion and none of them are, we're just sad. And did I say this piece at church a couple weeks ago? Oh, Mm. I said it last week. In church, we were talking about Anxiety and depression, and Mm. they were saying anger, most of our anger is actually rooted in grief. Yes, and that's a lot of our lack of confidence. Is we, as women, especially strong women, are told you gotta
1: bite your bottom lip, stiff upper lip,
0: push forward. Y'all got kids, y'all got stuff to do, you got a job to take care of. Really, what is how does a confident woman? Because you did. I'm looking at your nose. One of the things you told me is a confident woman grieves. You didn't say yeah. knows how to grieve. She grieves. She, she lets grieves. her stars change her for better.
1: Yes. What does In that fact- mean? Okay. So um, I, lo- I follow a leader guru, a leadership guru, Carrie Newhoff. And he had a quote a few years ago that just slayed me. And he said, life is a series. Um, I think he said ministry is a series of ungrieved losses. And if we don't learn to grieve them, they stack up. And then we implode, right? Mm. With burnout, um, we we act out, we either burn out, we act out, we live out. And so for me, I I found this article on scars and I just wanna read you something about it. So I had a C-section with Kelsey. And I remember as my scar was healing, at first I was super protective of it, right? Like every time I sneezed, every time I laughed, all that kind of stuff. And then it started to heal. Well, there's a word that we in the English language think is is a negative, and that word is callous. If I said to you, Arden, Jen, you're callous, that means you're cold and unfeeling. Right. But your body has to create a callous uh, over a wound, and what that means is it literally the Latin of the word callous is hard-skinned. And your body knows as it heals that tender, tender, tender place can withstand normal things as it heals. But the day that I came home from the hospital with that baby and for weeks afterward, I couldn't sneeze the same way. I had to attend. I get mad at my dad for making me laugh. He was the funniest person in the world. And you know, I was like, don't make me laugh, dad. Um, so anyways, this article says, when after a burn or cut, the body immediately begins its own remarkable campaign of rebuilding. During this process, the wound begins to fill with fresh healing material. And so we need to allow that in our mental and emotional lives as we grieve. If it's betrayal of a friend or or a a marriage partner, if it's um, disappointments, like, I, have y'all not had a disappointment already by, by the, the morning, right? Yeah. There are so many things. And then we face the, the, the politics and we face the, the trauma yeah. that we're facing right now. And I love that um, as women of faith, you know, the book of Psalms is filled with what's called lament. Mm-hmm. and lament, there's a whole book in the Bible, Lamentations, based yeah. on lamenting. And that is a matter of grieving, stating, with, stating openly where you're hurting and why you're hurting. And Jen, I love you said, so first of all, you pulled in a grief counselor. This mm-hmm. is a time, the heavier the grief, the longer time you're gonna need to heal from that grief. Mm-hmm. And oh. so, and the more compounded that grief, you also had compounded grief. Jen. And so I would say to anybody listening, if you this is a good time to pull in a counselor Mm -hmm. um, and really let someone else help you carry that load a little bit. If it's not as heavy, you know, I coach people going through grieving, not not necessarily like a counselor does, but just a new perspective for what makes what does a a loss make possible? Mm Because a loss always makes something possible. It always makes something possible. You just don't maybe know it yet.
0: Yeah. And I'm thinking about that because when Rudolph died, I actually, Jen, I'm thinking about you because I had um, some of my dear, dear clients are in Franklin Mm -hmm. and they have puppies, Frenchies, and Mm -hmm. it's um, Dina and Paige. And Dina wrote a book about anxiety Mm -hmm. and she, about Ruby and um, why is Ruby barking? And we were going through all the things and it was them, like my client, and her partner that really gave me permission to go like, girl, you have got to grieve. Like mm. we, you've got to, and here's why because Dina had been through a similar process actually that you and Jen had gone through. And she's like, when I, di- when I didn't, I just kept going. And I think it, I had to almost like be, talks about borrow confidence. Mm. I had to borrow Dina's confidence. And I think mm. that's really, I love this, that guys like, and girls, ladies that are watching, if you're a business owner, and especially when you're in the day to day, I do think it's harder. It's just harder because you feel like I don't have space for me. But mm-hmm. when you don't have space for you, when you don't do like Jen and take time to look at the sky, or if you don't think about talking to other people, it just compounds. So mm-hmm. that's a beautiful way for confidence to come in. So let's. Yeah. What what else? What for the regular person? Like grief is yeah. so heavy right now, and I don't like in a week. Yeah. Unfortunately, things are going to change. We're not going to remember what. Yeah. What's next? Like how do I? Here's do another my own skin. I want to. Here's one thing because I did bring this up today. Mm. I am going through working with a naturopath, so I'm not getting Botox, and I'm mm. so embarrassed to be on screen mm. because my lines are everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. How do I <don't laughs> get confident? Jen, I'm telling you, you haven't seen me in a while. I got old.
1: (laughs) And I got older. I got older, Jen.
0: (laughs) So how do we get comfortable with our own own skin, Lisa? Um,
1: Well, I think being realistic and, again, defining the win. So, for example, I I, I showed a client this the other day. I hope she's not scarred for life. But I have officially, with my Pilates workouts, officially achieved six-pack abs but they don't look anything like the swimsuit issue because they're 59 year old six packs. They're bluntly. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. but they're there. They're there. Okay. Mm. If I expected them to be different, I am never going to be proud and confident
2: mm-hmm. for the work
1: that I've done physically, you know? And so being realistic and this society, you know, we give our confidence away. Every time we scroll and compare, we give our confidence away. And so we need to have the confidence either just to turn your camera off. Like if you can't look at yourself, I knew somebody that was like going through a season where she wanted her confidence was she just pasted a little post-it note over herself so that she didn't have constantly be drawn to looking at herself, you know? And so I feel like what do you need to be to be realistically confident? And then there's always a counterbalance to that, too. You know, I might have blumpily six pack abs right now, but I also have 59 years of experience. Mm. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And so that's what I would say. What can you see when you look at that forehead of yours? You know, I see a woman, I see a businesswoman who has really done this and really thought through strategy and Mm -hmm. business plans. Do you know what I mean? I like that. I would turn it around and say, what's not, not what's not there, but what is there? Okay. That's how you got it. I love that. I love, it.
0: that. I
1: love that. Uh, the other thing um, is, I think I'm a big proponent that we can become more confident when we take the focus off ourselves and mm. put it on someone else. Yeah. And so, like, one of my favorite games that I play when I travel is I will. Challenge myself to authentically, authentically compliment as many women as I can find on my trip, mm-hmm. and that's the person that serves me my Starbucks. I can't tell you how many nails I've complimented because they were so beautiful. And what that means is, a competent woman makes room for other women. Yes, they yeah, are. they make room, and so it could just be a quick conversation. It could be I'm going to mention you when you're not here. And that might be what you know people could do for you, Arden, is I'm going to mention Arden because she is a PR coach. Mm-hmm. I might not need the PR coach. That's what we do for one another. I make room for other other women. And that makes me feel stronger, even though it doesn't, it feels like the opposite, but I promise you it works.
0: And I'll jump in on that because I will tell you the more I go inward and I'm like, they're not calling me. Why are they leaving me out? Like, and this is a, and I I talked about this with someone. I was like, a lot of it is a trigger as it from childhood, right? Like we talk about childhood wounds a lot. Like I remember there was these two little girls, in third grade, that when the other one wasn't at school, they would pay attention to me. But if both mm-hmm. of them were there, I would not have a friend. And so that's a trigger that comes up. But the more I go in and like, nobody's calling me, nobody's calling me, nobody's yeah. calling me, I become more and more and more negative. And y'all, yeah. truth, I'm exaggerating this a lot, like for, but I'm not cool. that desperate. But yeah. I also <laughs> think we all have that yeah. inner voice that's telling you, you're not enough, you're not enough, you're not enough. Yeah. And there's a reason for it, but there's also a solution for it. I love that yes. pouring into. Other and people. Can I
1: also say, because I have you, Jen, on this call and I have you, Arden, you are two women that consistently do this. Yes. I, I have been the benefit of both of your professional investment, mm-hmm. personal investment, spiritual investment. So I see you doing this. I see you making room for other women. And I've been one of the women uh, that you've made room for, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Well, I think
0: it's part of our our core value is like Jen and I get to know a lot, a lot, a lot of people and we get to connect so many cool people, right? Like, That's, that's that's
1: generous. That's generous. That's, that's an abundant um, mindset. Remember the generosity is a, is an abundant mindset, not a scarcity. So when you refer me to the networking group, or when you refer me Jen for a speaking engagement or, or coaching appointment, you're giving away saying there's plenty, there's plenty for me, I don't have to hold on to anything. Um, mm-hmm. because there's plenty that's an abundant
2: mindset yeah <clears throat> Lisa yeah. I, always, I always tell my husband if the good Lord were to take me away anytime soon get a hold of Lisa Allen first thing oh. Lisa's <laughs> always the first person and Lisa needs to be the one speaking <laughs> at my funeral <laughs> well
1: God willing uh, it will be a hundred years from now that's right
0: exactly and that's so funny. Like, I love when you mentioned that. Cause I actually just texted you Jen. Cause I was like, Oh God, there's somebody in Nashville who's coming in that who's there once a week that I need to introduce you to that. Okay. Like y'all should connect. I don't know how. And okay. that's the other thing. I think we as women or as business owners, we often think you have to have a reason to introduce someone. Yeah. I think there's this part of owning business. Like, I don't know why you're supposed to meet. I just know you are. So I'm going to make a warm introduction Go forth and prosper. And just by mentioning people, putting other people in the room, you do, you grow this big network and you get to be, and being open and honest to it. Like, honestly, I didn't want to cook, last Friday I'd been in my apartment all day and I went downstairs and I was like, I'm just going to sit here. And I'm going to get a club sandwich because that's what I was wanting to eat. And this guy comes down who's in my building. I see him all the time. And he's like, I know you. We start talking. There was a proposal for the Mecklenburg County that I would be perfect for and no one had submitted for. And I'm historically, like I'm an underutilized business. And he was like, submit the thing. That's the other thing, business owners, like be present and be open. Don't be out crazy all the time. If you're going to go and do something, like I was eating a club sandwich. I was not down there taking shots, right? Like everything (laughs) is a business opportunity. Mm. And that's part of being confident too, is I could sit there, just sitting there talking to my little friend, the bartender They're They're Mm. so sweet to me and we're watching some basketball guy comes in and we just immediately I'm like, okay, get that proposal in. So that's part of being confident too, is honestly being confident enough to sit somewhere yes. and be open to the opportunity.
1: And you were prepared.
0: You yeah. know, you
1: were prepared to speak on your behalf, but you were also, you, you weren't compelled to. And there's a difference because, you know, we all know that person that's always speaking on their behalf and it's like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. And right. so you were very discerning in that space um, to know right. I'm, I'm going to speak on my behalf. And that's, you know, that's not arrogance. That's confidence.
2: Yeah. It it, it reminds me of when, you know, I'm always that person that I I don't believe in luck. You know, I I believe that hard work, preparation and opportunity when they all have moments that intersect. I mean, that's that's where things happen. So, you know, you were you were prepared for, for that moment and, um, how to make the, you know, proper connection, um, to bid on a piece of business.
0: What? No, didn't say that again. hard work preparation. And what?
2: Opportunity.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's good. It's All right, so ladies, we're, we'll close this out in a few minutes. So what do you, what do you want people to know, Lisa? Let me
1: tell you two more things, two more things. Oh, good. This This is going to sound like the opposite of what we just said. Okay. But I also believe that a confident woman knows when she's not the woman for the job. Yes. And I've had this, I've had this, and it's kind of surprising to people. But I've had conversations in this, like I speak a lot. And so I love speaking at women's events and things and at churches and conferences. And I was being um, interviewed, so to speak, by somebody. And I just said to the, mm-hmm. after the conversation was, had gone on, I said, I don't think I'm your person. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was a very large platform and it took her so far back. And she said, I'm not used to people being, and I said, it's not that I'm not appreciative. hmm I want what's best for your event and see, I can pass on that and then I can work on what is me. Yeah. And so I think we have to be confident enough to be able to say, you know, that's, that's not me. I'm not the girl for the job.
0: And I think that goes with a lot of the work I do, which is developing that foundation. What's your, you know, who's your target audience? What problem do you solve? Mm. And so good. What's your story that you're telling? Because I can look at it and go, listen, I a piece of business I turned down was they really wanted a social media director to be part of it. I was like, I don't see a ton of value in social media. I don't. I'm yeah. not going to take your money and give you something mm. that has no ROI. You can believe me or not believe me, but you're not going to get business off of Instagram. Mm. You're just mm. not. That's You're too high level. Mm. And I could use some extra business right now. This is my slowest season and I, it would have been yes. a short term project and I could have turned and ju- burn, turn and burn. But I knew my core values, Life. who we are, what we do and what we don't do. Because ultimately guys, when, if you don't, if you turn, if you take a job that you're not meant for, you're only burning your own bridge because you're Absolutely. not. Ready. You're not like, I'm not going to give you what you want. Yes. And it's not going to work out. Yes. And that yep. that's bad energy to put out.
1: Yep. Um, The last thing that I want to say today, and this is going to be, this serves uh, for social media and uh, politics and opinions. Um, I think a confident woman, no, 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 not you, Arden. You you do this beautifully. Um, You're not always as sure of everything as you think you are. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you what that means. There are certain things value-wise that we as women know exactly, like I'm sure about my faith, I'm sure about you know the expression of my faith and all that. But when I look back at when I was 25 and what I was so darn sure about, and then when I was 40, wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That other pe- the other people were worth listening to. And now when I look at my age now and look back, when I look at before I was married and what I used to was so sure about marriage before I got married, can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. Now, You're like, whoo, not so sure about that anymore. You know, like the way I would raise my kids, you know, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we have to be bold and courageous. And I know that, but just put a confident woman can sit in disagreement with somebody and not feel that she has to prove something. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to listen to another opinion. Even if we're like in our head, this is whacked right? You know, but you can listen to it. And, um, you know, in the Christian world, we call that don't take the bait. Yeah, you know, a confident woman can sit quietly and let another person have the opinion. Now, that's not saying a a confident woman also knows when to speak her mind also knows when to draw a boundary. So I'm not saying any of that. But I just see this so much in the world that we live in, that, you know, like, slow your roll a little bit. and, And just, you know, either remove yourself from the conversation or like my aunt Kay used to do this. She used to nod and smile, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So
0: sometimes and I, you just need to nod and smile. I will say there's a fine balance because mm-hmm. I do see so many people cowering now that I always So I have to check myself before I say anything. Agreed. Um, and I will also have conversations. Like someone wrote back to me yesterday. He was like, hey, just wanted to clarify something with you taking this offline. Like he and I have great debates. And I was like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for, clearing yeah. that, for clarifying that for me or whatever. And I, I see you always have three non-negotiables. So mine mm-hmm. are, I'm going to talk about, and they've changed a little bit, my mm-hmm. business. Well, my faith in my business and that mm-hmm. Carolina is the best school ever created in the entire <laughs> world. And and here's the deal. It used to be my family was in there and my family has said, we don't want to, don't put us out. Don't put us out, which is completely and totally up to them. And I have to respect that. I don't have to respect if you don't like Carolina. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding about that. We always (laughs) say, like, have a lighthearted thing in there. I do think we're at a point where you've just got to, what are you always say? What are you willing to lose business over?
1: Exactly. That's, that's really wise.
0: I don't, not all my clients are Christians. They all have some sort of faith. I don't always agree with their faith, but I do think people of faith work better with me because we talk about the supernatural world much easier. Um, And I think that's, it is, it's part of having those core values. So I think people are listening with this. Like Lisa and I like, are in tandem a lot of the times just coming at it from two different perspectives. Agreed. But I would be remiss to say there right. are some times that we do have to be bold in what our statements are. And, and I yeah. agree with that. And, but you also
1: are a listener, which I love yeah. that about you. You're, you are not, you're confident because you're not so sure you're willing to listen to another opinion. So I mm-hmm. see you living that out in your boldness for sure.
0: Thanks. I always say I defend the first amendment as much as so many people defend the second amendment, like hmm. oh, rail into that thing. It doesn't feel that valuable to me, but for me, I want to be able to say what I want to say. Yeah. And everyone has their thing. All right, Jen, sure. what do you have to say? What's your reflection over there in Nash Vegas? Well,
2: I'll tell you, I, um, again, not knowing I was going to be speaking on this, I was not prepared for anything, but I, <laughs> one thing I think about, um, And being bold and staying true to what your values are, like professionally, I just let a speaker go two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I let this person go less than 24 hours before our event was starting. And this was a contract I had signed 17 months before the event. Mm -hmm. And it was our 20th anniversary. And this was a huge, huge event for us. and some information had got brought to me that Mm -hmm. I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I had to never waver on doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I never even questioned what I was about to do. And I didn't have Mm -hmm. my solution figured out in that moment, but within less than 30 minutes, I had it figured out. And, um, but I, I pulled the plug on someone, you know, and they, their, their agent was already in the air flying from Oregon to wow. Charlotte. And I said, they can get right back on a plane and go back when they land. Um, And I pulled the plug on something because I ethically didn't believe in um, some of the things they were trying to change. Yeah. And that's that being sure about what you're sure about. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. It's
0: also, Jen has built a reputation, guys, with her company that they trust her. Right. Like yeah. if, that had, if that had been her first year, they would have been like, no, probably, you know, like you have to. That's the other thing is with age comes trust. Yeah. Right? And you, you know, the 20 year olds that were out there saying you want a one hundred thousand dollars right now. You haven't built that. Like yeah. you haven't built that trust. And we encourage you because I remember being the same way. Like I thought I knew everything in, in my gut. There were things that I knew that I'm still applying to this day, but trust unfortunately has to be earned and Mm. fortunately and unfortunately, and they could trust her to go, what she says goes. I have clients now that'll just go, whatever she says, do it. But it took me building trust and having honest conversations as well. And yeah. All right. So Lisa, how can they find you?
1: I'm um, ljallencoaching.com and Hi. I have some information up there for anybody interested in coaching. I'd love to talk to you and also on speaking.
0: All right. And Jen, do you want to tell them how they can find you?
2: Oh, absolutely. Hood Hargit Breakfast Club um, is the organization that I'm with in Charlotte. And so they can find me on our website, which is com.
0: I love it. And guys, I'm Arden with Definita, definitapublicity.com. If you need PR coaching, if you need a PR representative, if you find yourself in crisis because you have made bad decisions and you need it fixed, I will fix it unless you're a schmo and then I will let you hang. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Ari. Don't be a jerk, guys. Don't be a jerk. Um, (laughs) All right. So thanks for watching. And this will be up later today or tomorrow. Bye.
1: Bye, everybody.